0: ivy pod
1: welcome this is the illinois valley alternative podcast this is an ivy pod production you can find us at ivypod.com we are IVPod on facebook Ivy Podcast on Twitter and mail at IvyPod is our email. Let's begin episode sixty-five of the Ivy Alternative Podcast.
0: John. <laughs> How <are you? clears throat> I'm good I suck are, You suck yeah.
1: You know what, actually what it is It's its been some late night binge Breaking Bad watching
0: Oh this shoot
1: So I've been staying up too late
0: We didn't even pre-discuss and, this in our in
1: No our we prep. didn't, and you know the problem my, my whole sleep banking thing You Remember the episode yes. when we first started All about sleep banking It doesn't seem to work anymore Oh, that was four years ago. Things seem to have changed in the last. I've gotten like old in the last four years.
0: You can't just you can't sleep for nine or ten hours like one night or two nights in a row and then expect to get well, by on five or four hours of sleep.
1: I well, you know, maybe the sleep banking works, but it seems like maybe more of the problem now is when I run out, when my sleep bank runs
0: out, I'm done. it hits you hard.
1: It hits me harder yeah. than it used to.
0: That's <laughs> probably true. Yeah, you gotta embrace going to bed early.
1: I, that's not in your
0: DNA, though.
1: No, it's not. See, I don't like doing it.
0: We used to be—it actually suited our show probably better when I was working nights, like or afternoons, if you will, second shift, and you were working mornings because you stayed up late no matter what. Right. And I was up because well, I, that's what I was used to. Now I'm waking up at five, five fifteen, five thirty, pretty much consistently. Yeah, Dang. so I get I get much past about 9:30 or 10 o'clock. I'm pretty well tired. Yeah, but I don't mind. Yeah, I I, I I can get up for our show. Okay, well good. Yeah, good.
1: Now that we got that out of the
0: right. way, right? Yeah, maybe I should sleep bank and then, but I don't need to. I, I...
1: <laughs> and if you for more information on sleep banking or John's theories on sleep banking,
0: check out episode nine, an uncontrolled mind fart. So, um, do we got a sponsor this week? Yeah, we got the uh, the Music Machine. Yeah, they're, they're a sponsor for this week. They, they are the Illinois Valley Local Musical Powerhouse out of lovely LaSalle, Illinois. If you're having an event, an important event, a wedding, or anything where you might need DJ services, look them up. It's Music Machine. If, if you want your event to be special, you know, you want people to get up and actually dance and have a good time, looking for the right mix of music, we, we can't recommend Music Machine enough. They've been in the Illinois Valley and DJing for over 23 years. You can actually visit their website at mmdjpros.com and check their event availability and and find out if your date is open. And if it is, book them as soon as you can because they are filling up fast. Yeah, all your musical needs, they will take care of them. If you're looking to do a wedding or any other kind of event, yeah, look them up at mmdjpros.com.
1: Thank you music machine. Okay. Oh, and before I forget, Clayton, do you got Stitcher?
0: Yes, I
1: have Stitcher. We're on it.
0: Yeah, yeah we are.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I I didn't wait for your answer. I keep doing that. So, yeah, if if you you know, you should get Stitcher. It's it's great. It's an award-winning provider of news and talk radio for your mobile phone. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Yes. I I actually have been using it. For that reason, find, finding well, finding new podcasts. I tried it out. I guess I'll save that for the podcast section. I don't think I put that on the list here. but uh,
0: Yo, Clayton. You've been exploring local new pod or just...
1: No, the, you know what? There is none, not local. Right. I've tried because Stitcher has this local feature where you can find local podcasts. There's us... There's the the guys, you know, some of the podcasts we've talked about, some of the Nerdy Directive and Quest Update, the local uh, geek podcasting. Gaming. I love listening to. Yeah, Yeah, geek gaming, right? Um, But, yeah, beyond that, you know what there is? There's a whole lot of podcasts about guns. Really? I'm serious. Like, we're totally going off the radar here no no
0: the the gun movement is strong Uh, i don't know if it's just a local thing i actually think it's kind of a country thing
1: well i don't know
0: real scared someone's going to try to take away their guns man
1: (laughs) well i don't know where these actually it doesn't tell me when you go on here how far from your current location these are produced by i mean they're not going to tell you that right um yeah beyond ours uh an idiot gamer here quest update so Big and Wild Outdoors, The Competitive Rifleman, or Rifle Podcast, okay. Precision Rifle Podcast, We Like Shooting Guns Podcast, Handgun Radio Show, Gun Guy Radio, Gun God and Guns Podcast, <sighs> uh, The Side Project Live, whatever that is, Rampant Meddling, I don't know what that is. Okay, well, that's it for Gun
0: okay. podcasts. Well, maybe I was making still, an assumption about them being That's like, like five
1: a, or six podcasts.
0: I'm, I might have been making an assumption about them being... Like super NRA, they're gonna take our guns, kind of thing. I maybe I they're just really they into guns. Maybe there's a think... is there a bunch of football podcasts or like? No, no. Well, yeah, that's weird. What? I like my gun. <laughs> I, I have one. I don't but... have a gun. I I I have no problem with guns. I have though, a shotgun. So. That's it. Yeah. I use it functionally. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if someone's like, "Hey, well, let's go dove hunting." I'm like, "All right." Let me get my gun, but that's all I need it for. I don't, the uh, the concept of having a firearm for home defense to me seems a little weird. I'm not formally trained in home defense firearm, you know, training. I it's kind of sounded dumb, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, to, to think that you're going to use in the event that someone kicks your door in, most folks are going to shit their pants and not, <laughs> not be prepared. And whether you have a gun or not, and they'll probably argue with you to like, they'll get up and yell. But the reality is, I don't know. I, 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 there's all kinds of stories out there about people uh, loading up their old guns and gunning people down. Uh, Stephanie was telling me today. It was an 80-year-old guy in Florida who he had had a couple break-ins. And, and, and for whatever reason, he caught these people breaking into his house. I don't know if he was home or not. So excuse me if I'm getting this story wrong. But either way, like he scared these people out of his apartment house duplex. I don't, I don't know what it was. Out of this uh, into an alley, right? So he scared him away from his home. He followed them and then shot the woman twice. Holy cow! And he's kind of like, "Whoa, you know what are you gonna do?" It's like, "Well, you didn't. You, once they left your home, you're you didn't really need a shooter her." <laughs> yeah, like, geez. I get it. I part of me is like, "Cool, good for you, man." But way to go. But you, you no, you took it too far.
1: <laughs> yeah, sounds like you know. I've heard some crazy stories about stuff that goes on with break-ins down in florida so i i, I could see why you would be scared right when well, i have a gun down there I,
0: I have like a what is it my great aunt who lives in I, this is a story from my childhood this is like the 80s like they they lived in miami when miami was like uh scarface days but before i got like seriously drugged out and coked up and 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 uh you know there was a lot of immigrant population so you had like cubans and then I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like an insensitive racial person, but, you, you know, it was it was predominantly settled as one thing, and then it became another thing, and then it became another thing. Well, she was sure. an original, you know, kind of, of settler almost, right? Well, she okay. her house was broken into while she was in the shower. And That's they had, scary. Yeah, they had bars on the window and everything, and someone, like, kicked in the door and stole her purse right off her kitchen table. Jeez. <laughs> and this is going back to the 80s, but, yeah. Yeah, so Florida's a different kind of place. I always kind of actually uh, I've never been there, so it's
1: just I'd recommend sticking to the beaches and the fantasy lands. I mean, not fantasy, right. lands. Disney, Disney World, World yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. Universal, all that stuff. <laughs> all you know, that
0: or stuff stick to pretty. like Key West or or the, yeah. the touristy places. Well, what yes. are they what is the one uh, documentary about all the uh, pain meds down there, the hydrocodone highway? I
1: didn't know anything about that.
0: They have a lot of pain clinics down there. It's almost like medical marijuana in California, but it's for like, uh, prescription Vicodins and whatnot. And you can, you can just basically walk into one building and a doctor will give you a prescription for pain and then you go across the street and you get a, a, you get a script for, Pain meds, like the good stuff. I, 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 and I'm not that familiar with that kind of thing, I honestly. So, but it's to the point where you can be from like Georgia or, or like Alabama or somewhere one of the neighboring type states, right? You go down there to visit the pain clinic, and you you go from pain clinic to pain clinic, stock up, and then you bring that stuff back to your state and sell it because you can make a killer profit. Isn't that nice?
1: We're really hitting yeah, on some sure. serious stuff, John. I, yeah. guns and
0: drugs and whatnot
1: this none of this is on our dock right. what's going on well
0: we knew we had to fill uh what 45 minutes or an hour tonight <laughs> well, let's just jam we're just
1: well cut loose. Okay. <laughs> hey i got something for everybody i'm excited about this we are very close to having t-shirts for the podcast we've only been doing this for what four years and we finally are going to roll out some T-shirts,
0: right? Actually, some form of promotional material. Yeah. So, so I have. There's very exclusive, Ivy Pod poker tokens, poker chips. Oh yeah. Made and yeah. then your little uh, tchotchke. Yes. That
1: yes, mean, we have a few of those left.
0: But that's it. And yeah, we,
1: that's we, all we've ever and done. The stickers. Yeah, those, those were the 3D are printed. Printable. Yeah, and the stickers too. Yeah, these are like this is real deal now. Right. T-shirts. So speaking of that, you know, since. But we don't exactly uh, have a huge budget for this. Right. We don't have coffers of money. So um, if anybody's got any suggestions out there who has dealt with this before, I'd appreciate some advice because, you know, I want to be able to order – you know, I don't want to order too many of the wrong size shirts. Yeah. So if if anyone listening out there wants a shirt, shoot us a message and just let just give us a size, and that way we know – I don't know if that's stupid, but I don't know no, what anybody else to do. who's
0: ever done like maybe Kevin the Cedar Point Classic or anybody who's ever done an pro- promotional event or anything where they've had to do this. You know, fill us in. Maybe tell us what maybe you did wrong so maybe we can avoid making the same mistake. Or
1: that would um, be awesome.
0: Yeah, any kind of tip, and and don't hesitate to contact us. We we will really appreciate it.
1: Yes, please mail at ivypod.com or. Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. So we do actually have some topics today. Oh, I forgot real quick. This is from, I got to look up Facebook real quick. So last week we posted a, th- a question, a challenge question for everybody. Uh, and it was, where's our Facebook page? It's disappeared. Oh, there it is. So corn oh, okay. is now in season. I have been enjoying it very, very much. It's awesome. And we posted a question on Facebook uh, be honest. What's the most sweet corn you have ever ate in a single sitting? And I know that I think that I've been able to do, see, I wrote on here seven, but I'm pretty sure I've done eight in a single sitting. Wow. That's that's my personal record.
0: I've never pressed it. Maybe no. three. <laughs> I could well, probably, had, I mean, it, I could see eating eight. It's not hard. It's not Cowboy it. Ashi, we'll see, well, you know. He like When we get like sweet corn.
1: What's that? Oh, Kobayashi. Yeah, exactly. Probably could. When I get sweet corn, I pretty much, that's my meal. I just sit there and I eat corn. That's it. I'm crazy like that. We
0: just that. had it um, last night. Yeah. I, I made five for two people. <laughs> that's not enough for you, right? Yeah, we did the whole bag. Do you? So me. you boil nice. it, right? Do you boil? Do you I do. Grill?
1: Throw a bunch of sugar in there, boil it up, throw the corn in for four minutes, done. Okay. That's I microwave
0: it. mine. <laughs> just I didn't feel like that trying, works too. Didn't, I didn't feel like trying to boil a bunch of water. I have a I, my stove does not boil like large quantities of water very quickly. Hmm. Uh, it can take like fifteen minutes for me to get like fifteen twenty minutes to get just to make spaghetti. Like three quarts, it's too much. Very slow, so I Dang. I wasn't about you know took would have taken too long.
1: Well, I have to mention here uh, we had several people respond, and I do appreciate everybody who did respond. This was fun, uh, but I have to give the award to Mister Adam Bonds, who says in about ten minutes he ate fourteen pieces.
0: He was on, on a mission. And then waited
1: fifteen. Then said then he said he waited fifteen minutes and had six more. <laughs> that's good. That's pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: If you can well roll done, through, sir. man, he must have been obviously right.
1: Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> So, uh, it is that yeah. season,
0: man. I, no, I, I don't want to be too cliche or, or kooky, but we we talk about the weather from time to time. But dang, are we lucking out this summer or what? <laughs> oh yeah, it's been great. I mean, it's it's warm enough during the day to where people it's not like oh it's cold. No, it's nice. It's perfect. You open up the windows and it's 62 degrees when you get out in the morning, depending on what time to you leave your house. I'm really enjoying this.
1: You know what? It, it, and you know, it's funny to think about it, too, because I was last week or last show, uh, I went through some of our archives, if you remember, mm-hmm. and posted some of the 4th of July talk from the past couple of years. And I think it was either last year's or the year before that, we were talking about the massive heat wave and just how hot it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember if that was last summer or if that was the year before that. But then I think it was last summer. We were just having some massively humid and hot stretches of time and then then we have the crazy winter we had that was just unbelievably cold so yeah mother nature is making up for all the shitty weather
0: yeah from from this winter right well i mean i i if i don't see a hundred degree day this summer i'll be happy and i think pretty much everyone should be i don't mind yeah one
1: bit (laughs) my boys mind because they want to swim well, it's but, getting up uh, into the
0: 80s, but you got to keep that water warm if you're yeah. if you have a little pool or something. It's tough, but
1: well, my little pool is just not working out so well, Clayton. Good, good. <laughs> it's been <laughs> it's been a great little experiment. I could tell you, I am not a pool guy. Right, it's not happening. They,
0: this is the situation you want, right? So if you have kids, you want the neighbors to have a pool. Yes. And friendly yes. neighbors, ones that you're cordial with that you really enjoy their company and they're nice. Maybe maybe neighbors that have kids that have just fled the nest and they <laughs> still have that pool and they, they don't want to tear it down because you never know when Billy and, and Amy are going to come home. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. they're, they're still taking care of it, but they just want someone to use it. And your kids are rearing to go and you can go use their pool. So when right. it comes time to skim the leaves – and put the chemicals in and, uh, you know, check the filter. You don't even need I'm to be there. there. That's <laughs> right. Show up I with like a, this. maybe if you got some tomatoes from the garden or, uh, maybe, a I don't know. When you next time you go get sweet corn, bring them a bag. You know, that's all you got to do and they'll appreciate it. And they're just happy <laughs> that you're using their pool. That's the <laughs> ideal situation. You don't actually want to own a pool.
1: I will keep that in mind. Actually, you don't have to convince me. Yes, I am convinced.
0: We had this discussion last weekend, so it's already been rehearsed. Yes, mm-hmm. it right. John goes, well, uh, Clayton, you're making some really good points, but I really appreciate it if you did it in front of my wife.
1: Yeah. No, this has been an equally good experience for her as well. Right. Uh, she she admitted we are not pool people. So and when she said that, I was like, yes. Yes,
0: I w- yeah, this is a good thing.
1: Yeah, we're good.
0: It's a, it's a cost sink. No, and this is coming from someone who spent uh, at least a few years in the pool business. So I've, I've talked to those mothers and fathers and, and and grandparents who are sick of the pool and, uh, have a thing or two to say about their spouse or significant other or, uh, kids (laughs) who no longer help take care of it. And, and the money and the price and everything just, it can, it can run, get, get away from you, so. But hey, how about we, uh, we we did have somewhat of a topic in mind tonight?
1: Yeah, you know, since since the last episode, we got or I got so much hate mail because of my hy- hypothetical situation I talked about with my kids and the local gambling part, you know, places. Mm-hmm. You know, I've just been flooded bags of hate mail for that. So we figured, let's keep talking about it, right? Because it's that's getting the people moving. It's jump-starting people's batteries, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs>
0: Getting them emailing, yeah. getting them heckling,
1: talking <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah, so we're going to continue to talk about these local gambling places because there's been some articles very recently about parlors popping up that they're not even bars or nothing. They're just straight-up gaming places.
0: Right. These local businesses, and they're part of bigger companies. I, the story that caught my eye was in the Ottawa Times uh from mywebtimes.com a place called Susie's Video Gaming was yeah. the name of it yeah so it's in Where Ottawa it? right and uh and all it is is they have 5 terminals video terminals as the state would call them VGTs video gaming terminal and they had a story in the paper and and there was just in the month of May let me see what's the the amount that well just the amount in Ottawa was $848,000 was gambled on the machine's total. but Just in one month? Yeah, in Ottawa. On cheese. So there's some bars that stand out. Shakers is pretty big. Muffie's. So this is in Ottawa, right? But what it is is there's these just little parlors, they're calling them. Um, they're kind of upscale. They're not bars, taverns, or restaurants, you know, Elks or Moose or whatever, VFWs or anything like that. They're not a, an established place or pre-established place it's just a video
1: it's just a place that opened up for this express purpose right of, so
0: they're limited gambling. To, yeah in illinois you're limited to five video machines per establishment right okay um that's all you can have i i, I, I guess that makes sense i it, i now that i think about it i i would have guessed more but if you look at the, the story, they have a photograph and it's just literally like two gaming machines on one wall and three on the other. And then there's, uh, you know, they try to keep a nicer atmosphere in these, serve wine and beer or whatever. But It's a much more quiet type thing. Right. And so their target audience is a little bit different than some other place. But what what's happening now is these, these uh, small business entrepreneurs, if you will, are seeing like, well, why don't we just open up? A broom, put five of these machines in it, sell some wine and liquor and beer, a little bit of, you know, whatever, and heck, we'll make money. And they are, right? Right. So it, it's just crazy.
1: Yeah. And from the looks of it, if I read the article correctly, you know, all the different towns, they're, they're kind of controlling how many of places like this can exist. Right. And I want to say this, speci- this specific business is one of, if, not there aren't many like this.
0: Well, there's there's um. they're popping up like crazy all over the uh, the state. So in the area, yeah, you're right. This is unique, but I think there's gonna, there's already one in Peru. There's one in Ottawa, um, and I think they're popping up in other places. But it, I, hey, I got one more number. One in Streeter. Time. Yeah, in street. the, so she had. So I'm calling it Susie. So I just assume I don't know. It's just I think that's just a generic name they use to draw people in to think it's some. Ladies' idea. Um, Yeah, I don't think it's a woman at all.
1: No, Uh, it's not.
0: The most recent month for which statistics are available, Susie's in Ottawa dwarfed the other 18 video gaming outlets in Ottawa that month. So May, she they took in $848,000 in gaming, not revenue, but total amount played in her one gaming establishment with five terminals. That's $27,000 a day. That's over $5,000 per machine per day in this Jeez. one little place. And we, we John and I were looking at the numbers before we jumped on, and they actually pay back somewhere in the neighborhood of 90-plus percent, right? Like 90
1: percent. Yeah, and that's according to the spreadsheet we're going off of. I have a really hard time believing that. It could be that good of a payout, but hey.
0: Right. So these I, video terminals, and I think it's it probably is just like any any slot machine, right? The amount of money that's wagered versus the amount that's won is predetermined, right? Because it's a computer. So, uh, you know, for June in the entire state of Illinois, six hundred thirty-seven million dollars was wagered or played, and five hundred eighty-six million was paid out. So, whatever that that works out to be about ninety-three percent, ninety-four percent in my head, yeah, in
1: there somewhere.
0: My head numbers. Yeah, so, the, the the reality is that mo- you're winning a. a a healthy, Hopefully, you're winning a healthy chunk of your money back, hopefully in the neighborhood of 90%. So, still, but the, the amount of the, the, the actual dollar amounts to me are staggering.
1: It is staggering. I mean, I was just looking over the just Peru. I live in Peru, so I was interested in what the numbers were in Peru. And I'm looking at the J- January 2014 report. And in Peru, the total amount played. Was right around 1.9 million. Uh, that brought in For which, tax. Which month that? was that, John? That's January. Okay. Bringing in uh, taxes, about 38 thousand dollars in taxes. And then over from now, just from January to June, the increase went from 1.8 or 1.9, whatever I just said million, has gone up to 2.15 million uh, in amount played and taxes. Has gone up to about f- almost forty eight thousand. Just in uh, Peru. Just in Peru. So it went up from thirty eight thousand all the way up to now. It went up ten thousand and and on average now. Right. So that's uh,
0: total tax revenue. That's split between the state and the the city. Right.
1: Right. Wow. So it's it's incredible the numbers that are coming in. Right. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. Let's not. And 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 I don't think I, I'm having trouble kind of wrapping my head around this. Like, um.
1: Well, you know, my first reaction was, hey. It's a free country. If I want to gamble, I can go gamble. And, and all that money we just said, like 48000 just in June, is going to state and local. I mean, that's huge. That's great. It seems great. It sounds great. But then there's that part of me, yeah, more on somewhere in my conscience, I guess, that's saying something's not right about that.
0: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't feel so hot about it. And, and the funny thing is, we're more kind of like, you know, if you're not hurting anybody, what the heck, go ahead and do it, kind of thing. I, I'm not conservative, really, and I'm not right or left wing guy. To shoot I,
1: right down the middle. Yeah,
0: and it's not a conscious thing. It's just how I am. And I, I think you're probably more kind of the same way. Like, you kind of can see why things are the way they are, and you just sort of have your opinions or whatever. It just is, stay out of my way. You stay out of, you know, I'll stay out of your way. Everything will be cool, right? Uh, this is. This is getting hairy. I want to know who is pumping the money into these machines, honestly, because I don't think it's what percentage of the population is actually playing them. Um, How many dollars have you pumped into these machines, John?
1: Uh, Zero. Yeah, me
0: too. So, and I'm guessing 80 to 90% of the population is zero. So, who is this ten to twenty percent of the people that are actually playing these games? Um, it right. looks like it's mostly truck drivers.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. These places up near the highway yeah, are killing it.
0: Yeah, they're the big they're winners. They're killing it. And maybe that's a good thing because that's when you start to get you're importing money into the area where you're actually you're taking someone who wouldn't normally be in your area and you're extracting money from them and then hopefully you're keeping it in the area. Uh, there you go. Then you yeah. get like so, a hey. multiplier effect, and that's a positive for the area. Yeah, um, I know.
1: <clears throat> cabin fever bar and grill right off the highway in Peru. Jeez, just in June, $212,000. Yeah, 200, yeah $212,000 played.
0: Way of wagered. That's incredible.
1: Wagered, yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, they, like I like uh, what was the, the LaSalle one, I think like Flying J. And in, in Ottawa, too, they have a uh, road ranger or whatever. It just staggering amounts of money. Um but maybe it's maybe it's harmless. I I don't know. I I guess I I've done I've, I've gone to school and, and and you know I've taken classes wrote some papers on this sort of thing more riverboat oriented and actually kind of was swayed more anti-gambling. Uh I'm not a lottery guy. Uh I don't agree with the lottery. I don't like I I have a I'm really bizarre because I I actually kind of like like the tip boards. I don't really see a problem with that. I'm a hypocrite maybe. but Yes, you are. Yeah, because I agree with tip boards, but I hate this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> the tip boards to me are okay because the people that are – they're the ones that are paying their employees and, and hiring the guy to come in and put a new floor in his tavern or, or just pocketing the money and buying a car with it. I'm okay <laughs> with that because he's going to go up to – the JP dealership and buy the car, and then that guy's going to pay his employee, who's going to go to the Target and buy a new TV. Who they're going, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> yeah. it's 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 okay because the money's being kept local. The
1: money stays in house. Yeah, and, and so this,
0: cheap. I think a lot of the money's probably staying local too. So I, I'm sort of waffly. I, I can be convinced either way. Well, you know what? I, it's it's weird to me.
1: Well, I know who doesn't like all this. The gambling boats.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, boats. Good they are
1: losing money at a drastic rate so we just talked about how the massive increase in wagering just from january to june where i don't remember the exact stat you told me or over what duration but i know you told me before the show clayton that the riverboats have gone down from like making two billion dollars to down to 1.14 billion yeah it's uh I don't,
0: despite the, is expansion that over the, the year gambling. yeah It it. this is a story from um Crane's Chicago business, and this is actually uh, from June 9th. Despite the expansion of gambling option, Illinois collected 35% less last year in gambling-related revenue than it did in 2007, and we give or take whatever the recession was. But um, yeah, so it, went, uh, it was a loss or a negative of $538 million in total revenue for the state. Um, right. So. I don't know uh i I like the fact that everybody's getting in on this, I guess rather than just your Joliet Peoria I don't know if it's displays and there's a few casino up in the Chicago area now um but what they're gonna do is I think they're putting in for they're they're lobbying for the state of Illinois to restrict these local parlors, so they want to keep minimal to have licenses or whatever. So the state of Illinois can only have, uh, what, 200 gambling parlors. That's an inside scoop on the newspaper. Uh, that'll be in tomorrow's paper, from what I hear.
1: From people, when people actually hear this, it'll already have
0: happened. So it's not really a scoop, but.
1: It is to us.
0: Yeah. And you would expect that because these, these places are big business and they can, they can lobby a little bit.
1: Well, of course they can. Yeah. and they should be because they're hurting.
0: What do you think of – uh, you, you know of what cas- I say? Yeah.
1: Tough. I mean that, that's a free economy that we have. People can decide where they want to do their business.
0: Well, I mean, what do you think of uh, the casinos in general like when you visit them? I mean they're they're fine, right?
1: I don't have a problem with them, right. but I mean I don't really go to them maybe once – Every couple, every other year, or if that. Right. I think they're a little. We bit went.
0: Depressing. We went last
1: year, but that was like the first time I had been to a casino in like probably five years. Right.
0: Well, yeah, me too. And it was for a wedding. That's for me. Did you go on your own?
1: Uh, we did go on our own. Yeah. Got the fever. It was a date night with the wife. Yeah. We decided we were going to go to the boat. And you got the fever. No. <laughs> <I'd, laughs> no. I used my uh, I used my roulette strategy and won some money actually. So
0: I'm feeling good. Yeah, he's got this whole system, you call it.
1: Well, a I system. had to make it because, uh, it even things out with Amanda because she did not. So we ended up leaving, uh, even. So that's
0: perfect. <laughs> well played, sir. I think in general, um, I don't know. I think in, in general, I, I'd rather see these parlors and the individual cities making money than, uh, the riverboats. I'd, I, I honestly, I'd rather see the riverboats just go away.
1: Well, uh, keep I it local. think just in terms of promoting our, I mean, that's what we're all about here at the Ivy Alternative Podcast. And if you drive down to the boat to gamble, uh, that money is going to stay down there.
0: Right. Oh, if you get-
1: gamble here at one of the local parlors, that money is going to help local tax dollars or something. It's going to pay someone's something. salary, potentially. Exactly. It will.
0: Um, and, and And we are a broke state. And if anything, gosh, I hope they – uh remember that temporary income tax that there was supposed to be? Remember it was supposed to be temporary? Yeah. Remember that? It's supposed to be – I think this is the last year it's supposed to be on. Hopefully this helps we'll get see. rid of that 1% or whatever it was. I doubt yeah, we'll it's going to go down, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I could carry on and on and on about that. I, I just – I still don't understand how the state of Illinois can be this broke given the uh, natural resources – And just everything that's here, there's, it's, there's no excuse. It's just bad politicking, bad government because we are in, we have the greatest natural resources. We have the sand, the perfect soil. We have the rivers, the highways. We have a a world class city and we're broke. (sighs) It doesn't add up, man. So let's open up more parlors, man. That's right. See if we can take grandma's money.
1: <laughs> and with that and with that, Clayton, I think we should take a, a short break. Sounds good. It's perfect timing. We'll be right back. We're back, Clayton. Do you have any upcoming events? You planning on getting remarried or anything like that? Or do you have a second wife you want to have another wedding ceremony with?
0: No, we might renew our vows with, uh, you know, at some. Point. Oh, that's that's perfect. Right.
1: You should call the Music Machine. Let me tell you about them. They can help you with your event. They are awesome. I've been to an event with them doing the music, and they had people. Rocking on the dance floor. It was great. Not only that, but I saw them do the sound and the music at Dreamwave Wrestling. I'm telling you, you should call them for your vowel. What did you say? A, renewing a, your vowels?
0: A, a, a vowel. I've, I was going to vows. renewing vowels. your vowels. My vowels? <laughs> we're getting new vowels. <laughs> yeah. They've <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Music machine DJ service. Help Over you get 23 new years. <laughs> they
1: can handle anything, and they can handle their vowels. I can't. Uh, I can't spit anything out of my mouth Losing tonight. Losing your I'm voice. Sorry. Weddings, parties, charity events, or dances. The unions. You can, you yes, civil unions. <laughs> uh, you can find out their event availability on their website, mmdjpros.com, or call them, 815-223-6635. We thank the Music Machine for their sponsoring the Ivy Alternative Podcast.
0: Yes. What's the latest scoop, John? You got any more news for me? I don't. Well, yeah.
1: Um, so, a big words of caution. If you're an avid hiker, I know I am, be careful out at Starved Rock because they still have a lot of trails closed. And they're giving out tickets to people. And, yeah, yeah it's happening. Yeah. And this is... This whole story really, it kind of bugs me a little bit because, for one thing, I love hiking out there. So when I hear that the only trail that's open is the one that goes up to the top of the rock, I mean, I'll be honest, that's that's usually the one I don't do just because it's usually too busy. Yeah. But I like the canyon trails myself. Um, that's just me. Yeah. The Just Starved Rock and the tourism that it's been pulling in and, and what it's been doing for Utica, to hear that they're having this issue and that trails are closed, it's got to be affecting their tourism a little bit and it all comes down to the way i read the article in the times is it's it's gotten to become a bureaucratic problem i mean they've they're waiting they've done quotes because they've gone through and cut down trees that were hanging
0: let's just just to clear
1: back up a little bit here
0: clear it up here so we had a storm blow through on june 30th this is the i got another times article in front of me right that brought down a lot of limbs. Yes. And what that kind of makes some of the trails they're saying dangerous, or at least there's too much liability to just let anybody on them because at, at any moment, either a limb or a tree could come down on someone, correct? Right. So this Sunday alone, this past Sunday, which will be two Sundays when you guys listen, right? Uh, right. Between Friday and Sunday, 128 citations were issued.
1: Right. Minimum fine, 120 bucks. Right.
0: So continue.
1: So they've gone through, they've cut down the trees to try to, you know, the trees that were dangerous, that were hanging or fallen over, whatever. They've cut them down, but a lot of the stuff, they need professionals to come in and remove a lot of these large tree trunks. And they've had people come in and quote the work, and now they've sent the quotes down to the state. As Springfield, it's the IDNR. Uh, they need to get these bid approved before the removal of the branches can begin. And they don't know how long it's going to take to get the approval. That happened on June 30th, and we're recording this uh, on the 24th. This will go live, what the uh, 28th or well next week. So, and it's probably still not going to be done. That's a long time, and this is our huge part of our
0: economy here in the Illinois Valley. We are in the midst of one of the best summers we've had in years, in the middle of the tourism season, and. The bureaucracy can't figure out how to have trees removed so people can go out and actually enjoy the park. And the other thing, I I have a feeling, hopefully, and this is good and bad, most of the people that are showing up probably don't know that most of the trails are closed until they get here. Right. Which is good and bad.
1: Right, because they were planning to come here anyway, so they will still go to some of the local establishments and spend some money. That's great.
0: But maybe they'll get but, pissed uh, and never come back.
1: Maybe. Well, yeah. If they got a hundred and twenty dollar ticket,
0: mm-hmm. I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're sneaky, so, man. The de- Department of Natural Resources—they're a yeah. sneaky, sneaky bunch of dudes. So <laughs> you just—and we know that we live around here. But yeah, I—I I, I mean, I've been lucky. I we were not lucky. I just—but I mean, we have now—I've never had any running. I just—I know. I was always aware of. Uh, That it could happen. Yeah, you stay, do your best to stay on the trail, and but you know, you just got to kind of know what you're up to if you're if you're gonna do any funny business out there because they're they're around, and uh, it's 128 tickets in three days. That's holy cow.
1: Yeah, so I really really hope this gets settled soon because. That just sucks. Yeah, it really sucks.
0: Yeah, too bad for the people that are trying to come and enjoy the the park and and take it, especially this time of year where and the weather we're having as good as it's been. It's it's too bad.
1: Well, Clayton, that's actually a kind of a nice transition because talking about the weather mm. takes me to uh, the apps part of our show. Unless you had something else, but that just was perfect lead in. Yeah, no, I don't. Weather Channel app versus the Weather Underground app versus any other weather app out there. What do you think? What's your favorite? Which one do you use on a day-to-day basis?
0: I'm a WonderGround guy. I'm a fan of uh, Weather Underground. I'm a fan of the Wonder Map. Okay. Uh, I think I I like their hourly, you know, their day-to-day forecast. They keep a pretty good update going and and if you wake up that morning and you want to look at the hourly forecast for that day it's usually pretty good i mean get an idea whether it's going to rain or not so sure what are you john
1: Uh, i like them both well i i haven't used anything except for just the weather channel app and then i've also used the weather underground app too Uh, i really like the presentation on weather underground just because it's very simple and clean and i i like that i don't have to scroll far to see the week full week Mm -hmm. which is usually what i want to know i want to know the whole thing not just what the weather is right now because i can see what the weather is right now that's kind of one of the faults i have with the weather channel app the first thing you see on theirs is what it is like right now and i don't need you to tell me that usually (laughs) as i can look out the window and find out but i do like the i do still like that app it's nice it's a pretty app and it's but, uh, yeah, I kind of go back and forth between the two. I don't use anything else. So do you I got room for if I had both? To pick, do I have – what, what do you mean? Do
0: you, on your phone or iPad or whatever you use it on, do you have room for both? Yeah. Okay. You're good. They're not that big. <laughs> you can They're you can, you can can use both. I can use both. Yeah, but well, I, so I like the challenge part. I, I just never thought to to so even look at the Weather Channel one
1: yeah oh it's pretty good okay. it's, it, it's I satellite? Would recommend
0: that's what i that's one thing I really like about the Wonderground is that wonder map with the satellite they have a really good imaging and you can you can self report like if they're saying it's raining where you're at and like a crowdsourcing kind of thing and it, and it and mm-hmm. it's not click the little check mark okay that disagrees with what they're saying and then you say what it actually is doing and then they use that. It's nice. kind of neat right that is. It's like a crowdsourced sort of a uh, thing, like, and you can also get on there and report, like, if, if, say you were on your way to work and, 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 uh, um, a tree fell down on, you know, 251, right? You could report, hey, if there's a tree down on the road. It's impassable. Um, you can report that on that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it, they have some more functionality? I, I don't know if the weather channel has that, but the, I always thought that was kind of neat.
1: That is. And which one's more accurate? I'm not sure. Yeah. Who knows? That lately, with the way the weather's been, nobody's been all that accurate because it's been a little bit hard to predict.
0: Yeah. You just have to keep an eye on it. You might look 10 or 12 days or, you know, give it the week out out and just know that it's probably going to be wrong. So if it's saying it's going to rain on a Sunday a week ago, just know that it probably will change by the time that day comes that you're, you know, might be outside. That's for
1: sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you can't count on anything a week out right now. Yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I I say we skip this next one on our doc because that's – we don't need to talk about that. I don't – We don't need to debate the difference between one porn site and the other. We'll skip that for another time.
0: They're both. That's the (laughs) (laughs) –
1: All right. Well, um, podcasts. You got any good podcasts this week?
0: Yeah. You know, I I do have one. John's got a bunch, so let me get mine in. I've kind of gone back to one of the original podcasts that I listened to when, when I first started potting. If, if that's a word, um, how stuff works. Uh, the stuff you should know podcast. They had an episode on how grass works. Yes, how grass works is the title. Uh, it's from July 10th of this year. Yeah, I just enjoyed it. They they've they had an episode on sushi, in vitro fertilization recently. So they they've hit on some kind of kind of interesting stuff. But one of the better podcasts out there, one of the most popular podcasts. Uh, on the web i think they're they're typically in the top 10 or 15 on itunes josh and chuck uh we've got a mention on their show before remember we did um big fans so and i i you know sometimes i'll drift away from a show and then come back and and i and i go, oh yeah i I remember these i miss these guys and and uh that's how i felt i i have a i'm new to like uh caring about how my lawn looks so i i I'm a longtime lawn mower. I've, I've run a lawnmower for a good 20 plus years of my life, but right. I never really Me gave too. a hoot what my yard looked like. Um, <laughs> so, and I'm starting to kind of look out at my yard, going like, "Gee, I might be able to, you know, at least."
1: I know when I was it, when I was little and I was cutting my parents' yard, I just I did it quick, got it done, that's it. Now it's like I like to change up the lines and right do do different designs. And this will
0: and make stuff. you do that. I did that. I, like, literally mowed my yard differently the last time I did it. Yeah, I got a fun. plan now. <laughs> I do. I know what I'm going to do. I know how I'm going to try to – I'm not going to go out and get weed and feed. I'm not going to do all that, but I got a plan. So Okay. Yeah. What do you got, John?
1: Well, uh, I know we've – I think we both have listened to these podcasts that I'm going to list, so that's good. We'll have something to debate mm-hmm. or talk about. I'll start off with the Freakonomics, uh, A Better Way to Eat – and it was it focused on the professional eater. To, I forget his first name, but people everybody knows him by Kobayashi. Mm-hmm. That's the guy who shocked the world. That skinny skinny Japanese yeah. dude who just destroyed the record for hot dog eating at the big Fourth of July hot dog eating contest. Yeah. The Nathans yep. in um, where is that at? Uh, Tony um, Island. The record was like twenty five, and he got like over fifty. Mm-hmm. At uh, that that was years ago and so that was like he became this huge sensation he's still doing it now and it just kind of analyzed how he did it and the way he approached the problem right and he just approached it uh, in a very clever way and what he needed to do to beat uh, everybody else and just the way he he went about it was interesting and i think they're just trying they were trying to make a point uh how you can apply that to other parts of your life it was it was interesting mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and one of the funnier things, and they talk about it, is he doesn't even do the
1: – Nathan's one? Yeah, thing. he hasn't no, done he it doesn't. for several
0: years now because he's had like a dispute with the organizers.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does his own thing, but he has so so many other records too with what he eats. And just hearing him talk about like his method and how he figured out how to soak the bun in the water and just basically put the dog – basically barely chew it and just run it right down the throat and <laughs> it's it's almost disgusting you might gag if you listen to that freakonomics just the, the way they the, the descriptions they give is are good see
1: and now i maybe this is just me being gross but and they never answered this question or asked this question but all i could think about was what happens the next day right
0: <laughs> right and, and they, they kind of allude to it like oh yeah,
1: I did a little bit
0: right. It, like it, it should be a little bit uncomfortable or at least not pretty. But yeah, I'd like to know how many sessions, if you will, <laughs> or yeah. one big session, right? <laughs> or, or maybe not the next day because that would be scary. Oh, or do you yeah. not eat for a while? I mean, you, you're not you don't really purge. So yeah, oh,
1: yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was that was one of the podcasts that I had recommended. The other one was. Planet Money, The Case Against Patents, I really enjoyed that one because it was a a lot about the pros and cons of our patent system. Mm -hmm. You can make a lot of claims about why it's good. Obviously, you know, big companies spending tons of money to research and develop something, and they want to protect those things that they developed and spent all that money. Those are the benefits, but then there's the flip side where people are just patenting any stupid thing. Right and just suing people over it, right. and it's stifling. patent trolling. It's it's very frustrating. It's right.
0: stifling innovation.
1: It It is stifling well, innovation. It, it innovation in is
0: like, um, so like computers and, and anything else, battery technology or whatever, whatever it might be. So it's an exponential thing, right? So computers, you know, it took us so long to get from a computer that was however fast to this fast, and then we were able to get 10 times faster in that same period of time, Which we're able to get ten times faster in that same period of time. You know, it's exponential growth, and if you have these companies suing the heck out of each other, it's it's just. I mean, and, and I'm just giving the computers as an example. It applies to any any. Number of types of businesses, right? So we're in a, 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 in a growth period. We're in a, a revolution of technology, right? So the last thing in the world we need is, is people to get mired in, in legal battles instead of just dumping their money into innovating and, 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 making better products and, and helping us, you know, do things better. And, and it, it's not a good system. Right.
1: There's been some great articles in Ars Technica. It's one of my favorite yeah, websites, website. and they uh, they've had some stuff about yeah how startup companies, just little startup companies, uh, some specific examples where they develop something and at some point they get this letter, you know, suing them because of mm-hmm. something they're using in this new development, and that just halts all everything they've done. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's a situation where who knows what these guys with their different take on something. Where they could have taken it, but it just got completely stopped right. in its tracks. Right. And you know the the cool story they talked about in this Planet Money was Elon Musk, who is the guy behind uh, SpaceX. He's also the guy who I don't know if he'd be the CEO or owner or whatever you'd call yeah. him, but the, SpaceX and Tesla, the Tesla electric cars. He used the example of like all the big tech companies like Apple and Samsung and all the money they're spending fighting each other and how it's not getting them anywhere it's just it's ridiculous and so he decided to give away all of his patents on the Tesla car to the public domain he just gave them away
0: right he said i'm not going to make you guys wait 20 years or whatever whatever the time is now go ahead make, I will you, say, if you, if Nissan or Toyota or Honda can make an electric car as good as his Tesla or use his technology by all means let's 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 do it
1: It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I I, I love it. I mean, on the flip side, you could say, oh, well, he's doing this for his own reasons and maybe a little bit because he wants to see the infrastructure get built up for these cars. Right. But he needs competition for that to happen. But I I don't know. I love it. I think this is so cool what he did.
0: It's a great story. I
1: I think that guy in general is just
0: Awesome. <laughs> there's a, a couple other tie-ins for this story. That number one, I guess, is the podcasting thing, right? That the, the uh, Adam Carolla's network and and then all the other podcasters are teaming up, and because um, he's being sued by right. the uh, the podcasting. We, we've talked about that before. You can go to FundAnything.com and fight the patent trolls on there. Um, that's a good place if you if you're looking for a way to kind of chip in and help out, because um, there's actually a lawsuit against podcasting. Technically, right. what we're doing right now is a, a, someone owns the patent for what we're doing. Um, so they I, say, yeah. Personal Audio is the name of the company, and they technically could come after us. We don't have any money, but they could. Right. And then, and then my other side note is is the story of Tesla Motor Company. Um, They're trying to kind of re uh, imagine the way cars are sold, and and not having dealerships and the whole dealership structure. And and just selling them direct to the customer from the company, right? They they actually have run into a lot of problems with that. In I didn't in different know about states. that side of yeah, it. Yeah, and I don't know the whole story, but it's another completely different side note. Maybe it's something we could talk about on a different episode. But yeah, it, it's an, another interesting side story where he sort of just it was one of those barriers that maybe he didn't envision when he started a car company. Wait a minute, the Chevy and, and GM. Toyota and Honda and, and, and Nissan and all these other companies have already established all these dealerships across the country. They have a certain amount of leverage and power. They're not going to allow someone to just come in and sell directly to the customer. These dealerships have power, right? The the dealerships themselves, there's a whole uh, set of laws and rules and regulations that rule how, how cars are dealt in this country or in, right. in each state. Uh, Tesla, you, there's rules on how you sell cars. And, and they they wanted to sell direct to the customer, and, and there's people that were like, no, you can't do that. The dealership association, you know, you got to go through, hey, you know, you got to go through JP Chevrolet. We'll become right. a Tesla dealer. <laughs> well, they <laughs> want not? their cut. And and it goes – there's reasons why it's set up that way. It's a little archaic, but it's very interesting.
1: Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you, was that an article or was that a podcast?
0: Where I heard the thing about the Tesla dealerships? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Dealerships. Where I, I I I probably – it might have been on Planet Money. Okay. Um, from a while ago, but I honestly, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I, I'm sorry. Cool. <laughs> oh, no problem. No problem. But they've run into some trouble in certain areas, certain states. Um, it's it's different, I think, in different states, too. So just like it's illegal to buy a car in Illinois on Sunday doesn't really make any sense. But
1: just the is.
0: dealerships all kind of agreed, like, we're not going to try to sell cars on Sunday so people can have a day off. I don't know. Because it's so cutthroat.
1: <laughs> well, all righty. Yeah.
0: Good stuff, man. Well,
1: we filled our time pretty good, Clayton. Do you want to buzz through some tweets quick? Sure. we have some time for that? What do you
0: think? Yeah, I'm, all, I'm down.
1: Got a little time. Yeah, we actually have some tweets. You know, we haven't been too uh, loyal to Twitter these days. I've just cut out Facebook and Twitter on my phone as much, pretty much, not entirely, but drastically, just because it's becoming addictive. <laughs> Almost. And I actually, when I we we did this little Twitter blitz for for today's show, and I was just getting caught up in the Twitter, just like I used to. I'm like, this is why I haven't been using this, because I get hooked on it, and I'm just scrolling through, and I've got to check everything out. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's fun. I I always say Twitter's like a uh, a very fast moving train. It's hard to jump on once you're off, and once you're on, you're just like rolling with it, and you're moving fast, and it's crazy. But anyway, that's me. <laughs> I diverge. So um okay, we we've talked crap about this guy on many shows and so I figured a positive tweet from this guy would be good. At Alderman Perez. At Alderman R. Perez on july twenty third. Operation Bully Project and Operation Promise Incorporated short film documentary coming twenty fifteen. So Alderman Perez is promoting something good here. So good. Great. Mm -hmm. at least it's not the 4th of july stuff so yeah good whatever
0: yeah there's (laughs) a you could find out about this project on facebook so yeah check it out look it up so maybe something to look look forward to maybe checking out uh let me take the next one john this is from jared bell at nt underscore sports jared do tribune at sports jared it says hap is eight and five with a four point five five era and 83 83 innings pitched this season and his next scheduled start is monday against the red sox in boston which you guys are probably um will have already happened but yeah uh Jay Happ, J hap j.a. uh as as i like to call him he's pitching for the blue jays uh he's recovered i mean remember last year he got hit in the head yeah that was super scary well. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, yeah. doing well, man. He's a crafty lefty, and he's he's hanging in there. And he's he's gotten rocked a few times, so that ERA, you know, is a little bit tough. But he's actually probably a little bit better than that ERA is indicating. He's kind of I think he's getting his walks down a little bit, and he's he's you know he's on a pretty good team this year too, and he's pitching in a tough division. So, uh, yeah, he's doing well. Um, we we awesome. played against him, so yes, we did. Super cool.
1: <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. All right. This was like a retweet from someone we follow, because I don't think we follow the A.V. Club, but at the A.V. Club, (laughs) I might have to beep this one. Jack White's resting back face has inspired the Internet's new favorite meme. And it's got a picture of the, (laughs) I'm sure you've seen it. Yes. Uh, Jack White from the White Stripes. At the Cubs game, wearing his Cubs shirt with a just kind of a bad look on his face like he's not having a good time yeah
0: he well it's it's not just a Cubs shirt it's like the 1988 solid blue cubs jersey with the circular logo on like the left yeah it's awesome yeah and he's got his black hair parted down the middle looks like it's dyed he's super pale and he's got a disgusted look on his face
1: it's 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 hilarious
0: yes and i'm pretty sure it's him uh when i first saw the picture i was like "Ah, i don't know
1: I didn't think it was him. I figured it was Photoshopped. Right.
0: And not only is he the lead singer of the, you know, the White Stripes, or was, because they're not together anyway. He was in the Dead Weather, yeah. and he sang for, um, the Rack and Tours? Yeah, the Rack and Tours. That's the one I was looking for. And he's got a whole bunch of other projects, too. So He's, oh, yeah. he's a, uh, i'm a fan yeah me too
1: and that's why i can i i I just laugh at this because i think it's hilarious but it doesn't change anything
0: (laughs) he was in chicago though we did i i learned that on uh, facebook from following our music machine friend jay right and he i think he was at the show that he played at the chicago theater and it looked like it was a kick-ass awesome show i saw the white stripes way back in the day on new year's eve and it was awesome. Um, would they open for the flaming lips or they co headlined nice. the Aragon ballroom? And that was a spectacular Wayne Coyne and Jack White sang a song together after midnight. And thank you. Thank you, Jack White, for the fiber optic Jesus that you gave me. That was the song. <laughs> it
1: was
0: really good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Very good. I uh, do a line from it, but I don't want to, I don't want to make anybody's ears ring. So. Okay. <laughs> Hey, it seems like a show, dude. Is it a show? I think so. Do we got anything else? Are we done with the tweets? Do we got one more? Well, we had a few more, but... Yeah, let's do... Well, we we got one more for sure. We got the River City Panic, uh, at River City Panic. Uh, We're in production, y'all, posting tons of pictures every day as we film over Facebook. Check them out. Um, That was from two days ago, um, our time, which would be, what, the 22nd? Right. Um yeah, so if if you check out River City Panic on Twitter or Facebook, you can see kind of a day by day kind of timeline of how they're filming and everything's going. You can see the outfits and the color schemes that he talked about, Tyler Am when he was on the show. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how this will play out. Awesome. Yeah. Well I'm going to the okay. pr- premiere actually, so Oh. Good. Yeah. I, okay, well,
1: yes. As you said, it is a show. Go to ivypod.com for all things ivypod. That's your gateway to get to all our stuff. Thanks to Music Machine for sponsoring the show, and and please uh, watch out on the social media, and we will be putting some stuff out there soon for the t-shirts. Uh, we really hope people can uh, will mind uh, supporting the show by wearing a shirt. It'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, I'm done. I'm cooked. Me too. Okay. Good night. Good evening. See Good ya. afternoon. Good morning. Yes. <laughs> Get the hell off my podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm done with you. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> See ya.